0: Hi, everyone. Last week, Jacintha began our sermon series looking at Mark's gospel. Mark is essentially saying that with the birth of Jesus, God has initiated a new beginning in the world. He's begun the process of recreation by coming himself in the person of Jesus to save and redeem a fallen world. So Mark's gospel begins, Mark 1, verse 1, with these words the beginning of the gospel about Jesus Christ, the Son of God. It's essentially a reworking of the very first verse of the Bible. Genesis 1, chapter 1. In the beginning, God created. You see, now in Jesus, recreation has begun. And what does this project look like? Well, it means God's kingdom and presence eventually filling the whole earth, redeeming creation, God's kingdom, which is his rule and reign, primarily in the hearts and minds of people like you and me. And so the first recorded words spoken by Jesus in Mark's gospel are these in Mark 1 verse 15. Jesus says, the time has come. The kingdom of God is near. Repent and believe the good news. God's kingdom broke in with the coming of Jesus and it continues to expand across creation until he comes again. Jesus's life, of course, reached a pinnacle with his death and resurrection so that we can know forgiveness and receive resurrection life in him. But before the cross, Jesus's ministry essentially consisted of proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, then demonstrating it by healing people and driving out demons, and then by teaching his followers to do the same. So that is your job description, your JD as a Christian. And throughout the New Testament, we see that Jesus did it, then he sends out the 12 disciples to do it, to proclaim the good news, to heal the sick, and to cast out demons, and then he sent out the 72 followers to do it. And then finally at the Great Commission, he tells all of us to do it. Not convinced? Well, Jesus says something even more shocking in John 14, verse 12. He says this, I tell you the truth, anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. They will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. So today, we're going to look at one aspect of our job description as followers of Jesus, which is how to pray for people to be healed in Jesus' name. Eh, wait, what? You might be thinking, oh, I can't do that. But I remember uh, something someone once said to me, a friend said to me that was very helpful when I was feeling rather inadequate about doing any ministry. They said this, Miles, when Jesus called you, he factored in your stupidity. You know, one of the encouraging things about Mark's gospel in particular is how the disciples are portrayed They are slow learners, they constantly got things wrong. It's actually so encouraging because it means that God wants to use you and me, regardless of who we are. Our reading today is about Jesus healing a man with leprosy. It's Mark chapter one, verses 35 to 45. Let me read it to you now. Very early in the morning, While it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Simon and his companions went to look for him. And when they found him, they exclaimed, everyone is looking for you. Jesus replied, let us go somewhere else to the nearby villages so that I can preach there also. That is why I've come. So he traveled throughout Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and driving out demons. A man with leprosy came to him and begged him on his knees. If you are willing, you can make me clean. Filled with compassion, Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said, be clean. Immediately, the leprosy left him, and he was cured. Jesus sent him away at once with a strong warning. See that you don't tell anyone. Tell this to anyone, but go. Show yourself to the priest and offer the sacrifices that Moses commanded for your cleansing as a testimony to them. Instead, he went out and began to talk freely, spreading the news. As a result, Jesus could no longer enter a town openly, but stayed outside in lonely places yet the people still came to him from everywhere, amen. So how do we, how do you pray for healing? The first thing we see is this, spend time alone with God. Verse 35 says, very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Now, if you're not a morning person, this verse sounds terrifying, right? Very early in the morning, it says, whilst it was still dark, but don't worry. The important point is not the time of day, but the fact that Jesus was in a solitary place where he prayed alone. Time alone with God in his presence is the key. Praying or reading his word The key to public power is private prayer. It doesn't matter what time you do it, just do it. And interestingly, our reading today starts with Jesus in a solitary place and it ends in verse 35 with Jesus in a lonely place because he was getting so popular. Now, there's a difference between being solitary out of choice and lonely due to circumstance. And if you're lonely watching this, I I want to encourage you right now. If you're lonely, it's not a sin and it's not because there's something wrong with you. You know, Jesus was perfect and he knew loneliness. He knows how you're feeling and it's not how you will always feel. I want to say as the pastor at HTBB that the community is here for you. Jesus's Holy Spirit is with you. You are loved and you can love. You are known and you can know. You're part of the family. But we all need to spend some time alone with the Lord. That's where it begins. Secondly, be motivated by love. Verse 41 says, filled with compassion. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. Jesus had compassion on this man with leprosy and then reached out his hand and touched him. This was astonishing because lepers were ostracized. They were considered unclean and anyone who touched them was then thought to be unclean as well. How lonely it must have been to be a leper. But Jesus took our uncleanliness on himself, on the cross, so that when we touch him now, when we reach out in faith, he makes us clean. We don't make him unclean, he makes us clean. Now, Jesus didn't need to physically touch the man to heal him. Elsewhere in the gospels, Jesus heals people without touching them at a distance. For example, in Matthew chapter eight, he heals the centurion servant who isn't even there and this is quite good news for healing at a time of social distancing but here in mark chapter 1 he touches the leper as a pastoral response to show a loving action to the man you know likewise when you pray for healing for someone if you're motivated with love then you've already done some good. It means you don't need to worry about that question. Well, you know, what if I pray for them and they're not healed? Won't they feel even worse than they did at the beginning? No, don't let that hold you back because if you've shown genuine love as your motive praying for them, they will feel touched. They'll feel blessed. Let love be your motive. I remember once I was, Uh, leading a small group on Alpha, and we got to the week where the topic is, does God heal today? And there was one guy, a guest in my small group, fantastic guy, but he was really cynical about this. And remember, he started that week by saying, what's the topic? Does God heal? Oh, I know the answer already. No, he doesn't. But then we got to the small group time after watching the video, and um, we say Uh, to everyone in the small group, is there anything you'd like prayer for healing for? And there was this uh, young woman in our small group and she said, yeah, actually, I'd love some prayer. And she shared something that none of us knew, that actually she had a hole in her heart. And she said, you know, some days I'm okay, other days I'm really not. And recently uh, I've, I've not been very well at all so i'd love some prayer for healing now by that stage in the alpha small group you know we'd all got to know each other we'd we'd sort of formed genuine friendships and i was amazed that it was the guy who was skeptical who didn't think that god healed today he was the first one who said oh my goodness thank you for saying that okay i'll pray for you and then he prayed it was the first prayer he'd ever prayed out loud, and after he'd prayed for healing in Jesus' name, I remember her response. The woman said, "Oh my goodness, I, I feel hot, I feel really hot right across my chest here." And we knew in that moment that something was happening, but we didn't know what. and then she returned uh, the following uh, Wednesday the next week for Alpha again, and she shared in her in the small group. she said to us. You wouldn't believe it. I went for my checkup with the specialist this week. He's amazed. He can't explain it. The hole in my heart, it's gone. It's closed up. I'm healed. And the guy was like, oh my goodness, God does heal after all. And he was utterly convinced. But the amazing thing about that story is that what motivated him to step out and pray for healing in Jesus' name was love. Let that be our motive as well. Thirdly, be confident that Jesus loves to heal. In verse 41, Jesus says to the man, I am willing. Jesus is willing to heal. Do you know one day at the end of time, Jesus will return and all will be healed. There'll be no more sickness, no more tears, no more suffering, no more death. So ultimately, all prayers for healing are answered. The question is whether it will be this side of death or after our resurrection at the end of time. The kingdom of God, you see, is both now, it's broken into this world with the coming of Jesus first time, And the ultimate victory on the cross has already been won for us. It is now, but it's also not yet. It's not yet here in its fullness. It's not yet complete and won't be until Jesus returns. So this means that this side of death, not everyone is healed, but many are. You know, as we always say, we used to pray for no one and no one was healed. Now we pray for everyone and, Lots are healed. And as you pray here and now for healing, you can be confident that Jesus is willing. But sometimes we need reminding of this. I remember when I was the associate vicar uh, back at Holy Trinity Brompton in London, uh, I was um, interviewing uh, on stage this young guy who had, Done the previous Alpha course. It was just before the next course uh, began. So we were getting him up to tell his story from the previous course. And I asked him, as I always ask people when I do this, I said, so what difference has Jesus made in your life? And he said, well, a big difference. He said, "Uh, uh, quite a while back, I had a major car accident and I really damaged my back very badly. In fact, I was in constant agony, and every day I had to wear a back brace. But in my small group on Alpha, I was prayed for in the name of Jesus, and he healed me. I don't need to wear the brace any longer. I'm free from pain. And I said, wow, that's amazing. At which point he said, would you like to see? And he called his friend up who was sitting on the front row, and to my amazement, from under the chair, he pulled out this big back brace and handed it to him on stage. And he said, that's the difference that Jesus has made in my life. After the service, everybody was still in sort of amazement at this. Uh, I was saying thank you to him. And as he was leaving the church, he tried to stuff the back brace into the bin. And I said, are you okay? He said, yeah, I don't need this anymore. And I said, well, do you mind? Could I have it? And he said, Sure, I don't need it. And he gave it to me. And I I went to the vestry, which is the room at the back of the church, and I put it in the cupboard there. Why did I do that? Well, often on a Sunday before services begin, I'd gather the prayer ministry team, the people that would pray for others, and um, just to brief them for the service ahead. And sometimes I would say, do you believe that Jesus is willing to heal? Do you believe that through your prayers today, He wants to heal. And they'd normally say, yeah, I I guess so. And I'd say, well, let me just reassure you. And I'd open the cupboard. I'd pull out the back brace and I'd say, here's the evidence. Exhibit A, Jesus is willing to heal. Remember that as you reach out and you pray for people. The fourth thing in how we pray for healing in the name of Jesus is pray with authority and with power. Jesus prayed, be clean. It was a command. He didn't ask for healing. He commanded it with authority. Now, some cultures find doing this easier than others. If you're English like me, it's quite hard to do this. I remember years ago, um, I was having a, a... Uh, a meeting with some uh, colleagues from elsewhere around the world and we were hungry so we popped into McDonald's and I just happened to be uh, the first one in the queue so I went up and I ordered and I ordered like a typical Englishman. I said, please may I have a Big Mac meal if that's at all possible, thank you very much. That's how an English person orders in McDonald's, believe it or not. Then came my Australian colleague and he said, I'll get a Big Mac meal, please. I thought, that's confident. But then came our American colleague and he simply did this. Hey, uh, Big Mac meal. I thought, wow, that's authority. And, you know, Jesus has ultimate authority. Actually, we see that earlier in Mark 1 when he teaches in a synagogue in Capernaum and he drives out a demon from a man. And we're told that all the people were amazed and they asked each other, what is this? A new teaching and with authority. And then at the great commission, Jesus says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Not some, not a little bit, but all authority has been given to me. And then he delegates that authority in his name To us and says, therefore, go and make disciples. So when we pray in Jesus' name, we pray with his delegated ultimate authority, which means we have the right to command things in his name. Big Mac meal in Jesus' name. We can command healing in his name. So Jesus says, be clean. And we're told in verse 42 that immediately the leprosy left him and he was cured. Immediately. And we pray with authority and with the power that comes from the Holy Spirit, the presence of Jesus' spirit in and through you. And it's so reassuring that it is Jesus who heals and not us. We're just his hands and feet. So that should give us confidence to pray for healing and to keep praying because it's not about us. And then the fifth and final thing that I want to suggest about praying for healing is this. Share your story. Verse 43 and 44. Jesus sent him away at once with a strong warning. See that you don't tell anyone, don't tell this to anyone, but go show yourself to the priests and offer the sacrifices that Moses commanded for your cleansing as a testimony to them. But we're told instead, he went out and began to talk freely, spreading the news. Why why did Jesus say to the man, hey, don't tell anyone? Well, throughout Mark, Jesus always seems to be telling people not to say who he really is. Theologians call this the messianic secret. But it was because Jesus knew that his time was not yet ready to reveal the fullness of who he was. He knew he had to get to the cross and die for us and rise to new life for us. But if too many people knew who he really was too soon, they tried to make him king by force but it's on the cross that Jesus was lifted up and glorified as the servant king. But after his resurrection, at the end of the gospel in Mark 16, then Jesus tells them, okay, now go and tell everyone. But here in Mark 1, the healed man, he can't wait and he goes and tells people anyway. And we should now go and do the same. Go and tell how your hurt became healing. Your trial became triumph. Your battle has become a blessing. And in so doing, your test becomes your testimony and others will turn to Jesus in faith. So I wanna do the same. I remember on our, this very last run of Alpha Online that we did, I was hosting a small group And um, it got to the week, uh, uh, week, I think it was eight. And during the day, uh, something happened to me I never had before, which is I got a migraine headache. I I don't ever remember having a migraine before. And if you suffer from migraines, you know how debilitating it can be. All I could do that afternoon was just lie on my bed. And I thought, if I try and move, I'm going to be sick. And I lay there and I thought, do you know what, I can't, I don't think I'm gonna be able to host my small alpha small group online tonight. But then I remembered what the topic was that week. Does God heal today? And I thought, how ironic. So I thought, do you know what, even if I even if I have to crawl to the laptop, I'm gonna do it. So somehow, uh, when it got to 8 p.m., I logged onto my laptop, said hello to the small group, We watched the video. Then we had the small group discussion time and we prayed for people to be healed. And someone said to me, well, Miles, do you want prayer for anything? I said, well, actually I've got a migraine and I shared with them. And then they prayed for me and commanded the migraine to go in the name of Jesus. And then we finished our, our evening and we said goodbye and I logged off. I went to the kitchen to get a glass of water and by the time I got there, I thought, hey, wait a minute, it's gone. I've got no headache at all. Jesus had healed me. And so I share that story with you now. Let it build your faith to pray for healing. And if you're sick, to, to request healing, believing that Jesus is willing. So why don't we pray? right now. I just pray, come Holy Spirit. The presence of God is with you. And if you would like Jesus to heal you, or if you want to Pray for someone you know to be healed. As an act of faith right now, you can just type in the chat, Jesus is willing. Jesus is willing. Or if you can't type it, just speak it out. Just say, Jesus, you are willing. And I want to pray for you in a moment. In particular, maybe... Um, you've got a a heart complaint like that woman that was healed I told you about, or a back uh, condition or a back ache like the man that was healed. Or maybe like me, you struggle with migraines. Whatever your condition right now, we're gonna pray for healing. So I take authority in the name of Jesus and I command the sickness and I command the pain to be gone. Receive your healing right now in Jesus' name. And for anyone with a broken heart, maybe you're in that not solitary but lonely place. I just pray, calm, Holy Spirit pour your love, pour your presence into that person watching this right now. It's totally normal to feel lonely at times, but we don't have to stay in that lonely place. Come Holy Spirit, touch them now I pray. And if you would like someone to pray with you for the healing of a condition, or you want someone to pray with you uh, in anticipation of you praying for someone this week ahead who's sick, why don't you just click request prayer right now or put it in the chat or let us know via the website. And we want to take this opportunity right now to pray because the kingdom of God is here. And as a sign of that in-breaking right now, Jesus is willing to heal. Let's pray as we worship together again right now.